Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Are you going through menopause or perimenopause? It can be a struggle to find comfort in your body with night sweats, hot flashes, and so many other uncomfortable symptoms. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause created by Happy Mammoth. They are dedicated to making women's lives easier using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Therapy Chat Podcast, Episode 309. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Thank you to Sunset Lake CBD for sponsoring this week's episode. Use promo code CHAT for 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned small business that shifts craft CBD products directly from their farm outside of Burlington, Vermont to your door. Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. They offer tinctures, edibles, salves, and coffee designed to help with sleep, stress, and sore muscles. Sunset Lake CBD customers support regenerative agriculture that preserves the health of the land and creates meaningful employment in the community. Farm workers are paid a living wage and employees own the majority of the company. Remember, use promo code CHAT to get 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com.
Hey everyone, it's me, Laura Reagan. Just wanted to make sure that you know about what I've got going on this summer. I don't think I've really talked about it much here, which is silly, but in case you didn't hear, I did start a second podcast called Trauma Chat which is really for anyone who wants to understand what trauma is and how it shows up in our lives. As you've heard me say, if you've listened to this show, I've mentioned a million times that people tend to think that trauma is something that happens to someone else, something horrific and unthinkable, unspeakable. And that is true. Trauma is that. But it's also experiences that are very commonly shared among many of us, most of us. On Trauma Chat, I break down what trauma is in hopefully understandable language that's not stigmatizing. I know I couldn't have possibly captured every thought there is about trauma and every aspect of trauma and how it shows up, but I hope that trauma chat will be helpful to people who really don't understand what trauma is and maybe wondering, do I have trauma, you know, or wanting to better understand what someone they care about is going through. And most importantly, how to get help if you have experienced trauma, what to look for, how to describe your experiences or how to find the words that, that name what you've been through so that you can then connect with whatever type of resource support, whether it's therapy or a podcast that you'd like to listen to, to learn more about it or an article, another website. This is my hope in creating Trauma Chat. And the second part of that is the new Trauma Therapist Network community that I'm creating. It's unbelievable to say this because I've been laboring behind the scenes to bring this to you for a long time, starting in around 2018 is when I first had the idea and then the process of getting from there to here has been slow and with many twists and turns, but I'm creating a community for people who have experienced trauma to find help, for trauma therapists to find other trauma therapists to network with and refer to and gather and collaborate and share ideas and hopefully come together in person in in gatherings that I don't know if they'll be able to happen in 2021, but maybe by 2022, we can have in-person gatherings of trauma therapists to provide support to one another and combat the isolation of trauma work. Even if you work in a large agency or group practice, trauma work is so isolating. It's just part of the nature of it. And connecting with other people who get it is so valuable. The participants in my trauma therapist consult groups share how useful they find them to be because we're in our offices doing our work and then we go home and it can be really hard to receive the same kind of support that you give to your clients. So I hope that Trauma Therapist Network will be a useful resource for you, whether you are someone who's trying to find more information about trauma or if you are a trauma therapist yourself. To learn more, please go to traumatherapistnetwork.com. The website is not live yet as of June 28th when I'm recording this, but it will be live by August 1st if all goes well. And hopefully there may be even a soft launch before that. 
a beta version. So please go to traumatherapistnetwork.com where you can find a free download and sign up to be notified as soon as it officially goes live. Whether you are a therapist or just someone who wants to learn more about trauma, there's a download there for you, (laughs) different ones for each group. And I hope that this resource that I've really created from the heart will bring healing to more people. I really want people who have experienced trauma to be able to find the right kind of support. And that's why I created the Trauma Therapist Network. I hope you will join me there. Like I said, you can get more information by going to www.traumatherapistnetwork.com where you can sign up to be notified as soon as the official website goes live, which will be in August of 2021. If you're hearing this after August 2021, go there and hopefully you will find the site and you'll see everything that it has to offer. I cannot wait. This is such a labor of love, something that I've really poured my heart into and I'm just so excited for you to see it. Thank you so much for your support. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. And as I mentioned last time, because we are in the winter holidays, the holidays are on everybody's minds and it's a stressful and busy time. We can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to think that things need to be a certain way. They need to look a certain way. We need to look a certain way. We need to create a certain experience and expectations can really get out of control. So, This week, I'm bringing back an interview with my friend Sharon Martin, where she talks about perfectionism and how it really, we don't usually notice or think of ourselves as being perfect, but that dynamic of demanding the best of ourselves and everyone around us can really ramp up during the holidays. So in this episode, Sharon talks about perfectionism and you can Think about that in terms of your life in general, but hopefully it'll come in handy when you're dealing with the holidays. Just want to make a quick mention that Trauma Therapist Network is going to be making an announcement. Well, I, as the founder of Trauma Therapist Network, will be making an announcement about the new offerings that are going to be added in to the value that therapists who subscribe to the directory listing will receive for their monthly membership fee. So right now, all of the founding members of Trauma Therapist Network are paying $33 a month for a directory listing, and we have a quarterly community call. But starting, I'll be announcing it, the changes soon, but the price will be going up for membership beginning February 1st, 2021. And starting in March 2021, the value for what you're paying will increase dramatically. So anybody who wants to get in as a founding member before that price increase, which happens on February 1st, this is your chance. Certainly many people are out there searching for trauma therapy right now, and they need to know what you offer that makes you stand out when you list in a directory that's just general clients who are looking for specialized services like trauma-informed care specific to childhood abuse, loss of a parent during childhood, 
combat, all of the different ways that people can experience trauma. When they look on those general directories, people get overwhelmed. I even get overwhelmed when I try to find trauma therapist on one of those directories. So which is why I knew that we needed Trauma Therapist Network to have a directory where people can search specifically for a trauma therapist and also get information about trauma, identify, do I even have trauma? So here's your chance to get in on the founding member pricing, which will be locked in when the price is increased starting in February 2021. All of the founding members will be locked in forever at their original price. So go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to sign up and hope to see you there. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I'm really happy to be speaking again with one of my favorite people. My guest today is Sharon Martin, LCSW. Sharon, thanks for coming back to Therapy Chat today. Oh, um, it's my pleasure. Always love being on the show. Oh, thanks. I love having you too. And I always hear so much positive feedback about the previous episodes that you've been on. So I'm really grateful. Today, we are, we have a new topic to talk about, which is a book that you put out a little over a year ago, which is called the CBT workbook for perfectionism. But before we even dive into talking about that, can you just start off by telling our audience in case any of them haven't heard you on therapy chat before? little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, I am a psychotherapist, a licensed clinical social worker, and I am in San Jose, California. And so for the last number of years, I've been in private practice. So I see clients um, in my office. And then I also do a fair amount of writing. I I write a blog for psychcentral.com called Happily Imperfect. And most recently, I have written the CBT workbook for perfectionism. And happy to to get into talking to you about that and sort of how that came about. And, you know, the blog, I guess, really was sort of the beginning stages of it, because I do write a lot about perfectionism and self-acceptance on my blog as well. Um, And so there's there's new content there every week as well. So, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. (laughs) Before we really talk more specifically about perfectionism, who do you work with in your practice? What kind of client population do you focus on, if any? Sure. Um, So I work with adults only at this point. In the past, I've done a fair amount of work with teenagers um, as well. But just as quite honestly, as my kids have become teenagers, I've decided to professionally take a break from seeing teenagers at Mm -hmm. work. Good idea. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's just a little bit too much of it. Um, So I I absolutely love working with um, men and women around issues of perfectionism and codependency self-acceptance, the anxiety, those are kind of the big issues and they all tend to interweave with each other. So I I tend to see clients who have struggled with probably a fair amount of childhood trauma, which they, you know, may or may not have recognized as such that has, has led to a number of um, what I would say are coping strategies that are no longer working so well for them. So, you know, things like perfectionism and people pleasing, you know, caring a lot about what other people think of them, wanting to do a really good job with things, needing to feel like they're in control of things. Sometimes it's procrastination or just feeling that they're being held back from doing things that they wish they could do or want to do, but feel afraid to do. 
So that that's that's who I see generally. And like I said, you know, it, it tends to be folks who are struggling with with some combination of those things, and they don't necessarily always see how they all connect together. But you know, over the years um, of doing my clinical work, I've definitely found that there's there's a lot of people who struggle with the, that same set of of issues, um, and the perfectionism sort of just being one piece of it, really. Yeah. Yeah, so much. I mean, I one of the reasons that I became interested in your work is because we do work with similar populations. And we have, I know in my practice, I have a lot of people who are very high achieving, intelligent and educated people, and they have outward success. Anyone can see, you know, they have strong <coughs> long-term relationships and they have steady jobs where they've achieved a lot of success and moved up in, in the ranks. And, you know, they have, they seem to have, you know, large groups of friends and a lot of material success, but internally they get stuck with certain things and just don't know how to change those things. And, you know, the, the examples that you just gave really capture what my clients struggle with so much. And also me <laughs> and a lot of other therapists I know deal with those kinds of issues as well. We don't always think of it as perfectionism. Yes. That's what I find too, is it's almost as if there's sort of two groups of people, those who know they're perfectionists <laughs> and they readily identify with that label and others who are, are kind of surprised that um, they actually have a lot of perfectionist traits because it's almost as if the word perfection is a turnoff. Like mm -hmm. they can't see themselves as a perfectionist because they feel so imperfect right. that they're, they're not necessarily consciously aware that what they're striving for is perfection. And so if we were to describe it as you have set impossibly high standards for yourself, they're so high that there's no reasonable way that you could actually achieve this. And you, as a result, you are very self-critical. You know, so a lot of people would identify with that definition mm -hmm. of perfectionism because we've sort of taken the word perfection out of it, actually. But that's essentially what it is. I don't I don't necessarily even think for myself that a lot of the times I I'm consciously thinking, oh, I'm trying to be perfect. Absolutely not. It's just I feel like it's never enough. Whatever I've gotten done, it's not good enough. It could have been better. And then I feel crappy because I haven't met that expectations or I feel like um, it's not just my own self-judgment. It's also the fear of other people's judgment. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself that I have always been a person who has been extremely sensitive to criticism. And again, I think that's that's often the case with perfectionists is because we're sensitive to it, it feels super painful. So, of course, we want to avoid it by trying to meet everybody's expectations and please them and, you know, do the right thing, if you will, so that people won't be upset with us or they won't criticize us or even worse, they won't reject us or leave us. Yeah. You're, you're naming it right there. I mean, that's what it is it, that I don't think most people would hear what you just said and think that's perfectionism, you know, and, and it is. And so, gosh, it's so relatable what you were saying. Cause I've, for me, it's, I don't tell myself to do things perfectly and mm -hmm. in no way do I think it has to be perfect. It's more like I give myself way more to do than I can do. 
And then I beat myself up for not getting it all done and don't give myself any credit for what I did get done. You mm-hmm. know? And then God forbid if I made a mistake in any of it too. I mean, I've gotten a lot better, but it's still, you know, and I find that it's something that kind of ebbs and flows, like the more stressed I am or the more something's going on in my personal life that's really troubling, you know, I'll get back to that kind of overworking and over setting unrealistic expectations for myself with how much I can get done and just can't seem to figure out how to change it. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that speaks to a lot of people as well. I think this is why we almost sort of think of it like being on that hamster wheel, like mm-hmm. you can't get off because once you've decided that your self-worth is based on both what you can achieve and what other people think of what you've yes. achieved or done is that we just have to keep going, right? It's very hard to let yourself relax, take a break, be able to say to yourself, well, that was good enough. That's enough. You know, you can just leave it like that. We're always chasing something to make us feel not even good necessarily, but I think just adequate. Like I'm measuring up to some bare minimum standard, right? Somehow so it's like not not feel good, but feel less bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. When you said that, I mean, it makes me think of an addict. You know, it's after a mm-hmm. while, you you know, it's not about getting high; it's just about feeling less bad. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. just like shaking my head at myself but you know the good thing is that first of all even though I may not sound like it I know how to help people with perfectionism even though I don't always know how to help myself but your workbook I think it's beautiful how it helps the reader really examine these patterns and habits and change them because the change can seem so impossible, you know, especially when you're just really in it and you can't see your way out at all. Yes. Well, and I, I agree with you. I, I hope I sound like I know something about helping people with perfection. I know you do. <laughs> I had to say that because I was doubting myself. For a <laughs> well, but I think it, it's just it, we're thinking the same thing, which is, you know, we can see where we still struggle with it ourselves. And again, this is you know, it's like part of the problem with the perfectionism is it becomes its own barrier to the solution to it, which is we want to do it perfectly. We want to be 100 percent, you know, sort of recovered from it and no longer have to struggle with it or deal with it at all. But the truth is, for both of us, I think we've gotten a lot better with our perfectionism and our self-criticism and being able to accept ourselves. But there's always a you know, little more space there. There's always new things that crop up you know, that remind us that, oh, yeah, that still lingers a little bit. Um, I got to, you know, continue to pay attention to that um, so that I don't fall back into some of those old behaviors or old ways of thinking about myself. And and so it's something that we need to just kind of keep being mindful of, I think, as we as we go through life. 
But but going back, you know, to the workbook, um, one of the things about a workbook that I really like is that it's very tangible for people. You know, I I think I'm a very practical person. And, you know, if I'm going to try to solve a problem, it's like, I want to know, well, how do I do it? Like, tell me specifically what the steps are so that I can do them. And when you have a workbook, that's what you what you get. You get specific exercises and questions for you to think about and, you know, write down your answers and practice and try it. So I really like that aspect of it so that you can actually see particular things that you can do. Um, One of the things I think we want to keep in mind, I I think really when we're trying to change anything about ourselves, any kind of self-improvement, is that we don't need to do all of it perfectly. This is not, you know, as, as I was saying, I think sort of getting over perfectionism really isn't this all or nothing like we have to completely change all of this about ourselves and no longer care at all about what other people think or no longer be concerned at all about details or organization or hard work or quality work. Because sometimes that becomes the barrier, like I said, that there are, there are some aspects of perfectionism that in moderation can be really helpful and help us do a good job with with work and other tasks in life. But it's almost as if like we've overdone it. And if we can just dial it back to a reasonable amount, sometimes that's where we, you know, where we want to end up with it. It's not like we just have to throw away everything about ourselves or about our perfectionism. Because that can be a, a hard thing for people to accept. Like you don't want me to, you know, work hard at all, or you don't want me to achieve or, right. um, you know. It's um, like, well, like I achieved all this success. If I don't keep striving, I'll lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or again, the, well, what are people going to think if I were, if I don't do that anymore? But sometimes, like I said, it's really more of a question of, can I just do a little bit less of something? And what could I do in place of that, that would be more fulfilling or healthier, add to, you know, my enjoyment, the quality of my life in a different way, instead of just, you know, the hamster wheel, the hustle, I need to do more. Part of what we're talking about is the slowing down, is the, what are you missing out on because you're doing so much of the other stuff? And Sometimes the stuff that we're spending a lot of time on turns out to not be that important, whether it's your actual job. Sometimes you realize in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not that important to me. Or sometimes we end up just filling a lot of time on tasks like cleaning or rewriting our, our emails so that there's no mistakes in them, which I think we can all agree when we step back and say, none of that's really that important. And there's probably, you know, more fulfilling things that we could be spending our time on. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think part of it is is kind of that slowing down and asking yourself some of those questions. Why does this matter so much? Why am I spending so much time and energy on this? What would happen if I did a little bit less of it? Yeah. And when you were when you were listing the um, kind of feelings and behaviors that people people you work with tend to have and things that I think are addressed in your book, there was something I noticed about it, and you you alluded to this when you were talking about the all or nothing thinking. But mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of that kind of black and white aspect to that type of those thoughts. Like, well, you know, if I don't do everything, someone will be mad at me. You know, it's like, 
or there's a thousand <laughs> other possibilities of what could happen as well. Yeah. And, and, and probably a, a lot of you who are, are listening are familiar with some of those cognitive distortions, which is a term that we often use in cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, just for uh, ways that our thinking gets off track, right? We've kind of distorted things in our, in our head. And then those thoughts impact the way that we feel and the way that we act. And the all or nothing thinking is a really common one that we all, you know, fall into. But it's 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 definitely a core issue for, for perfectionists is that we tend to see things in black and white. It's like it's good or it's bad. I'm successful or I'm a failure. You like me or you hate me. I'm a good mother or I'm a terrible mother. There's very, you know, it's very hard to see the middle ground because in that middle ground, (laughs) there's the ambiguity, there's the uncertainty, there's the worry and the anxiety, there's the fear of not being good enough. And we're always trying to get to this extreme place because that feels like it's sure. It feels like, oh, that'll, you know, that'll be successful and acceptable. And I'll finally, you know, sort of be recognized and, and get the positive feedback. And I think the love and the acceptance and, you know, some of those things that we really are craving, again, maybe not consciously, um, but we're, you know, we're looking for something or someone to give us that validation. Hey, everybody. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about my experience with Sunset Lake CBD. I first tried CBD when my integrative doctor recommended it for chronic neck pain and tension that tends to wake me up at night. I really like Sunset Lake CBD's products. The full-spectrum CBD tincture is mild-tasting compared to others I've tried, and I find it works quickly. It doesn't feel sedating, but it does have a pleasant calming effect. And I also like the CBD gummies. They taste good and they work well. So if you're looking for a craft CBD product that comes directly from a farm outside Burlington, Vermont, that's a producer for Ben & Jerry's ice cream, you're going to want to check out Sunset Lake CBD. And remember, Therapy Chat listeners get 20% off using the promo code CHAT. So go to sunsetlakecbd.com and use the promo code CHAT. Yeah, so interesting as you're talking about that, because, you know, it's so clear how it's related to trauma and attachment Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, you know, Whenever there's like a really black and white way of thinking that comes up for me, I've realized that is a that's a clue that this is like a younger part that thinks this or feels this, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, when you think back to childhood, if you had to do, you know, you felt responsible to do things in your family that children normally shouldn't have to worry about because they're busy playing or going to school or whatever you, you know, these ideas of like, if I don't do it all, everything will fall apart. Yeah, that's not reality. But that's a child's perspective on, you know, being overwhelmed with the responsibilities that they either have taken on or that the parents have put on them because Uh of whatever's going on in the family environment. Yes. And and I think you can easily see where that's the the fear that's underneath that, that everything's going to fall apart. That's the fear. It's, you know, this terrible thing is going to happen, which, like you said, is probably not true. 
But because bad things have happened in the past, it feels true. Right. And it feels like if I could just do certain things and do them perfectly, maybe I could avoid this catastrophe from happening, which again, of course, is not true because we don't, none of us really have that much power to control other people and circumstances and, you know, especially as children, but even as adults, there's a lot that's out of our control. But again, that perfectionism is very much trying to feel in control because then I feel safe. Yep. That's it. There's so much of that. And I think when people, I have noticed that it, that feeling of needing to control your environment because you feel so internally mm-hmm. out of control is something that seems really difficult for people or feels very difficult to take on changing that. Have you found that? Say a little bit more about it. Yeah, I want to hear a little more. Well, I just kind of think that when when someone is kind of behaving in a controlling manner and it's causing problems in their relationships or their kids, you know, their mm-hmm. kids are feeling really anxious because the parent is controlling and the parent yeah. is being controlling because they're just thinking that if they don't keep everything under control all the time, that mm-hmm. something terrible is going to happen. And when when someone recognizes that type of behavior i've often i've often seen that people seem kind of overwhelmed with that it would be too difficult to change that i guess it's just mm-hmm. the fear that if they try mm-hmm. to change that it, they won't be able to which is yeah i think i think like so many things though when when we're asked to change something then we have to we have to be able to tolerate the discomfort of of the not doing the controlling behavior, right? Like I tend to think of controlling behavior as a way of sort of quieting anxiety, yeah. right? That, that fear, right? So I can temporarily feel less anxious by doing something controlling, telling people what to do or something like that. And then if I'm going to say, okay, well, I really should stop telling my husband what to do because it's causing problems between the two of us. That means when I stop telling him what to do, I'm going to feel anxious. And that's very difficult. Right now, I'm sort of stuck with these uncomfortable feelings. I'm worried about what's going to happen. I'm, you know, thinking he's going to screw it up and do it wrong. And again, sort of catastrophizing in the all or nothing thinking go crazy here. And it's so much easier right. <laughs> to just tell them what to do because then I'll immediately feel better. Yeah. So we I, we need to have something else to do. Like you might think about like, well, what could I replace this controlling behavior with? Like maybe I need to do some self-soothing or something to reduce some of my anxiety. So I find it's helpful like once we sort of notice that that's the purpose that the controlling behavior is serving because now I can look for the solution to the real problem. Yeah. Which is I feel anxious and out of control and scared about what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I I love I think that um although I think the title of your book is wonderful, I think that it people would be surprised to realize how much the self-soothing type of exercises and activities are in this book, things that can help you with that, you know, and self-compassion. Yeah. This is what I've said all along is the the title is a little bit of a misnomer, I would say, because while there is a fair amount of CBT in here where we really do look at the perfectionist thought patterns 
and how those get in our way. There's also a lot of self-compassion and a lot of mindfulness in this book, which this is the approach that I use with my clients. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that that's, you know, what Mm -hmm. came through in the book that I wrote, because these are the same types of exercises and the kinds of approaches that I use with my clients and I use with myself. You know, so for me, it feels really like a good combination of different strategies You know, we need different things at at different times and for, you know, sort of different pieces of the perfectionism, because we certainly do need to change some of our thoughts. But we absolutely, again, anytime we're trying to make a change, I think we need a lot of self-compassion because it's ripe for the self-criticism and the judgment and feeling like we're doing it wrong or that we're not doing enough. And that's exactly when we need to, you know, stop and say, you know what, the self-criticism is not helpful. It is not moving me in the direction that I want. What will actually help me get there is if I could be kind to myself, if I could be understanding, if I could see that I am making an effort, even if I don't necessarily see all of the results behaviorally, sometimes that comes later. But again, if you can slow down and really look for some of the, the little changes, And sometimes those are just, you know, in our thinking, the little shifts in, you know, the beliefs that we have about ourselves or some of those things left unsaid instead of um, being said out loud to other people. It's not always easy to spot those things. Yeah. Yeah. I can, we can get sort of lost in seeking out the big, complete transformation versus the, you know, the smaller changes that really, the more incremental. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's how I really, I see people change is incrementally. Sometimes people have a big sort of epiphany and a big shift all at once. But even that is almost always because there were little things moving them in that direction and it just all came together at some point. But it's completely understandable that when somebody is ready to make a change, when they have realized that something is causing a big problem for them and they, you know, want to move past it and find the solutions, that they want to do it quick and they want to do it fully and we just want to be done with it, right? And sort of like what I was saying earlier is I think even even with this, we need to have those realistic expectations that it is it is a process of changing ourselves. I love that compassionate perspective, really. It's kind of soothing just to even hear you talking about it. <laughs> well, what I find is that often you don't need to change something completely or get over or even heal something 100%. I mean, I'm sometimes I'm not even sure what that means. But, you know, if my instead of having a goal of never having a perfectionist thought or never doing particular perfectionist behaviors, my quality of life, quite honestly, can get a lot better. Maybe even if I just made a 50% improvement, which often feels a lot more doable to people. And that's motivating. Yeah. If you actually thought, well, can I can I make this small change, and then you can feel the satisfaction of achieving that? Yeah, it's very it's very similar to what we often hear when we want to make changes to our physical health, like our diet or exercises. You know, if you can't, you know, get to the gym and do hour long workout every day, that doesn't mean we shouldn't do anything. It doesn't mean the extra flight of stairs and the, you know, parking farther away, you know, from the stores doesn't add up and have any benefit. 
I actually have an example pretty similar to this in the book where I talk about, you know, this basic idea that it's, you know, partly we just want to say, well, if I can't do it perfectly, if I can't do the whole workout, just forget it. What's the point? Mm -hmm. Which really does not make any sense. (laughs) It doesn't. Right? You know what? I've had that thought so much and it's like, oh, well, I won't be able to get to the gym this week just because I don't go one time, you know? Right, right. But I could, you know, maybe I don't have time to go to the gym today, but maybe I have time for 15 minutes walk around the block. And that does have benefit. Right. There's, you know, there is a benefit in doing some of something or doing something imperfectly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so clear when you say it like that, but it's those thoughts are like, so you don't even notice how it doesn't make sense when you think it. Well, right. And that's exactly why we, we as, you know, mental health professionals talk about them as distorted thoughts is because they aren't realistic, right? They don't make sense. Really, they're not based on facts anymore. You know, this is ourselves that have twisted up our thinking into, you know, there's only one right way of doing it. And why bother doing it if I can't do it this particular way? Well, I think, you know, it's really refreshing to talk about this, honestly. And I'm wondering if you would be willing to tell us a little bit about what made you decide to write this? Well, I think it's probably obvious at this point. Or... uh, And I know this is not true just for me is that, you know, both oftentimes therapists and authors, you know, the things that we want to work on or work with are things that are are deeply personal for us. Um, So absolutely, this has, you know, been my own process of self-acceptance and trying to be less self-critical and um, more compassionate with myself and letting go of some of, you know, these kind of perfectionist thoughts. And so, I mean, initially it, it was, I think, you know, my own process of sort of, you know, getting to a pretty good place with it. Like I said, probably not 100% and that's fine. And, and then being interested in helping other people do the same thing. And really, like I was saying earlier, seeing the connection between these various pieces of perfectionism and other, and other issues and seeing how that all worked together and, and, you know, being able to help other people with it, you know, after doing it for quite a number of years, you know, I realized I have, it's not just that I had a lot of information in my head, but there were a lot of strategies that I would use over and over again with people. And so one of the, one of the, you know, really great things about writing a book is that it allows you to share whatever that information is that you have, you know, gathered over the years with so many more people. I mean, I can obviously only see a pretty small number of people in my therapy practice, but it's super rewarding to be able to share the information in a book form, you know, both with other therapists who then can share it with their clients or, or just with other people who are struggling with these same issues. So, yeah, it really was, you know, kind of this natural outpouring, I would say, of really just feeling like, OK, I figured out, you know, a pretty good amount of this. <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, there are some things here that could be useful to other people. And they're not, you know, they're not they're only so helpful if I leave them in my head. Right. Which I think is the same, you know, for you, it's the podcast. Right. I mean, you can get it out there and so many more people can can learn from what you've learned over the years. Yeah, that's well, I mean, you I've said this before and I will say it again. 
you have an amazing gift of being able to distill what you know and understand into digestible ways of reading and learning about it on your blogs, your your social media posts. I mean, I find them thought-provoking. Even when you're talking about a topic that I've read, 50 things that you've written about it, you know, it always, it isn't, <laughs> it isn't like canned, like recycled. It's you, you have a way of, you know, putting it into different words and making me think. And it's so thought-provoking. And I was really, really impressed and really admire the the work that you've been doing but this workbook i mean it's really great <laughs> well thank you i uh, you know of course that's that's the hope and the intention when you set out um to create something is that it will be meaningful for people and i you know i've definitely gotten a lot of positive feedback and i think it's definitely a really helpful place for many people to begin. And I say it in the book as well that, you know, for some people, they can pick up the book and work through it on their own. And, you know, I, there are also many people who may want to work through along with their therapist, you know, and bring it in and, you know, review some of the exercises and talk more in depth about some of the topics. So, you know, if you're already in therapy, that, you know, can be helpful. Or, or if you're not, I mean, you may find that, you know, the book brings up some things in unexpected ways that would be helpful to um, go deeper with. Because I think, you know, while it's it's very strategy um, oriented, um, we do we do touch upon, you know, where does this perfectionism come from? And, you know, as we were just very, you know, briefly sort of touching upon earlier, for a lot of people, it comes out of some form of trauma. It, it essentially, I think for most people, is a way of trying, you know, to cope with things that have been really difficult in our lives. Yeah, I think that it's it's a wonderful resource, too, because if someone starts working through and, and then they gain an awareness about how they may be impacted by, say, their family of origin. Then they, you know, even if they've done the workbook alone, it's an opportunity to get yourself into therapy and, and start doing some more work on healing the ways that, you know, that pain has has led to coping strategies that really just don't work for you anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Well, Sharon, it's been so wonderful talking with you today. Where can people find what everything you're doing and in your book? Sure. My website is livewellwithsharonmartin.com. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but from there you can find everything that, that I've got going on. And then my blog on Psych Central is at blogs.psychcentral.com slash imperfect. Again, it's a bit of a mouthful. But um, they can also Google <laughs> happily imperfect you with could, Sharon Martin, I, right? That is probably a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and the book is available at most major book retailers. So on Amazon and uh, often at Barnes and Noble bookstores or um, small booksellers, but you can find it at the big places. Okay. And so that's the CBT workbook for perfectionism and Sharon, thank you again for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. Thanks for having me, Laura. Thank you to Sunset Lake CBD for sponsoring this week's episode.
Use promo code CHAT for 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned small business that shifts craft CBD products directly from their farm outside of Burlington, Vermont, to your door. Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. They offer tinctures, edibles, salves, and coffee designed to help with sleep, stress, and sore muscles. Sunset Lake CBD customers support regenerative agriculture that preserves the health of the land and creates meaningful employment in the community. Farm workers are paid a living wage and employees own the majority of the company. Remember, use promo code CHAT to get 20% off your entire order at sunsetlakecbd.com. And for more information and resources on trauma and healing from trauma, go to www.traumatherapistnetwork.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a community for therapists and a place for anyone to go to learn more about trauma and find resources and connect with help www.traumatherapistnetwork.com. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.